radio show for the week. This is what we call, oh no, what do we call it? Two, five, two, And uh, yeah, it's myself and Mikey B lurking, just doing what we're doing, hanging out over here on the Ono radio show. No tie tonight because his dad was puking black blood. And he, and he had to take care of those situations. I think Ty, Ty said he, I think uh, he said something about, I got to go shovel right now. I think he was having to go shovel the snowy, dr- the snowy black bloody driveway. And, uh, and yeah, I, 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 but, but here's what I'm, I'm curious about is like it, he made it sound like. This was not a usual Thai chore, right? Like that this was, he was having to do, because dad was in hospital, he was having to do a dad chore. And uh, and I feel like, Ty, you probably should have been doing this chore this whole time. Bad. This whole time. You're make, your dad's out there, like, scraping the driveway, fucking shoveling the driveway. Your dad... Come on, man! Like now, I feel. I feel. Am I wrong, Mike? Like I feel like. No, I, well, I mean, I think we both feel like Ty should be doing uh, I mean, a little bit more. Just a tad. Just a yeah, little? Like, like he should. He should definitely be doing just a wee bit more, man. And, and we're not saying a lot. Not you, saying a whole lot. Well, what? Do you, well, uh, well, my what I know is going to happen is now, like Ty has assumed the. Um, I'm the man of the house role, like now that you know, because dad has has. He's really uh, gonna hold down the he, he's, the house well, with all that factory money he's got. I, well, I feel well. No, might have to say he might have to sell those headphones. He, he will not. He will do. Load. He will do none of those things. The, none of the good parts about it. But what he will do is he's like, hey, I picked you up from the uh, the hospital, dad. I I drove you around to get your you medications and, and uh, I, I, yeah, I feel like he's gonna use this to his advantage, so that he this like I shovel the driveway. Like, come on, like give me allowance money or something. Like, you know, where's dude. my chore money? Uh, yeah, do you think I think Ty probably does get like chore money? Like, I think he probably does. His parents- I would hope that his parents are just like, hey, man, do this shit or your ass is out in the snow. <laughs> Get fucked. I, I think they probably I want to know, like, what if deep down? OK, Mike, what if behind the scenes his parents have like a board in their bedroom? Right. That Ty doesn't get to see. And it's like. It's it's like points like Mario like he gets like all right he's on he a did, sliding he, scale. yeah he's on a sliding scale he did this today so he goes up two points he did like oh he mowed the lawn he gets a point and then oh, like, but if he if he hits the red we gotta have the talk about yeah 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 getting out yeah I I think I feel like that that scale probably exists like oh, yeah. even if it's not a physical thing. It exists in their brains. I feel like it's got to oh, exist yeah. at least there, right? No, I, I'm I'm gonna hundred percent say that uh, the reason Ty's dad is vomiting black blood it's is probably because of, of this Ty. list. Yeah, because of the he, list. He has to think about all this stuff. He yeah, has to yeah. keep a constant tally of the list, man, and that's why he's out there vomiting blackness into the streets. I feel you. No, I, I think you're probably right. So, um, oh, and yeah, can go I, ahead. Go ahead. 
Can I bring something up that I heard uh, this week that I think is highly disturbing? Uh oh. So I've um, I finally gotten onto the Reddit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Started cruising the Reddit. I've been on there for a few years now, man. I'm in. I'm in. Uh... Holy shit! Is this place a lawless waste? <laughs> oh, it's... my god! It depends where you are and where you're hanging out, but yeah, yeah. Um... So I fell down this weird Reddit hole of um. So did you know, Owen, that uh-uh. there is apparently a contingency of gentlemen out in the world? Who, through whatever deep-seated homophobia they they hold on to, will not allow them to wipe their own ass properly what? because it's too close to putting a finger in their butt. Uh, and, and what forum is this on? What what subreddit is this that you found this on? I just I stuck it into my like regular note, like my little notepad. Um, I'm trying. Oh shit! I'd have to. I'll have to look this up. Um, but basically, it was women. Like it kind of. It surfaced through women complaining about having to clean the shit stains out of their like grown husbands' underwear. Oh wow! Um, and when confronted, they about say they don't like getting. This, they don't like to wipe properly because it's too close to the butthole. It's gay. It's gay to get too close to the butthole. What did? They, what do you think they? So they they probably don't do any better in the shower then, right? Like they're not. I mean, do you, they're putting is. If you're not gonna wipe your butt, is spreading your butt cheeks to let the water in? That sounds kind of gay, right? I do kind of like that we can start maybe uh, as a society shaming, like, because we've all smelt somebody that smells like butthole. We just mm-hmm. like, we're like, oh, you're a homophobe. You smell like buttholes. Like any homophobe, you're like, yeah, you, I can tell you don't wipe right because you smell like buttholes. Yeah, you smell like a, a fresh asshole. Yeah. Uh, yep, that's... You're a homophobe. Yeah, hom- you don't yeah. like wiping your butt. Maybe that's a sign now. We can look out for that. You know, like if if a guy's around you, maybe he's acting a little like uh, suspect as far as just like, okay, this guy's uh, maybe not being super polite to this uh, gay dude over here or something like that. And then you notice, oh wow, I feel like when he stands up for, at the bar or whatever. I feel like little... I smell like yeah, I, I see a little something, I think, and I feel I like smell... I smell a little shit. I feel like I smell a little of the poo. A, a little shit smell. You'll know Long... that that guy, that guy is likely a homophobe. Uh, a homophobe. Right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the yeah. lessons you learn on oh no. Yeah. Um you know, it's just so it's does someone can someone like maybe have a we should put a PSA out for these guys and let them know like if your finger is going into your asshole mm-hmm. when you're wiping you're wiping just too aggressively yeah it's too much you don't need to do that you don't yeah. need to wipe this you don't need to cross the plane you don't need to no like go across that threshold I mean fly around the rim. 
but yeah, do a Passover. Do a do Passover, a- but don't you don't need to necessarily go into the volcano. No. You know what I mean? Like, the, the helicopter ride shouldn't include yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a dip yeah, into yeah. the Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. That's if we had children, that's how we would explain it. Imagine a, vol- a helicopter tour around a volcano. You're going to do, do, do a, a night, circle do, around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you may even like f- I actually know I shouldn't do that with a, a helicopter. That Don't dive bomb. It. Do yes. not <laughs> dive bomb. Do, well, the you probably shouldn't opening. like it, with butt wiping. It's OK to fly straight over. But with a with a volcano, I think the air. I don't think that's a good idea. I think like yeah. the, like with the hot air and stuff, I think your thing just crashes. Yeah, and then, just, it won't it won't create lift. Oh, we're getting questions. Bunch your fold. Um, it, I used to be more of a folder when I was younger. I've turned into an animal buncher. Uh, over the years, I'm 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 a I'm a bunch of maniac. Okay, so it, here's my here's my issue with this like bunch or fold. And hello, by the way, Crystal. Thank you for jo- thank you for joining yeah, us yeah, in the thank- chat. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um. So in the bunch or fold, I think it entirely depends upon the deuce. It does. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. If if you get a really fudgy <sighs> deuce. I feel like I will fold so that I can, because I know I'm going to be taking extra wipes on a really fudgy one. No, see. You're going to be wiping a bunch. So I'll, I'll do okay. the extra fold. Yeah, if it's, all right, yeah. If it's one if of it's, those. If I feel like it's going to be like a pretty clean, like maybe a one wiper. That's a buncher for you? I'll just, I'll bunch it because then I can apply that pressure and like. Oh no! I've had to bunch because of a diarrhea type situation where it's Ooh, all over my. the ass cheeks. So you need a big bunch. There is no folding in this scenario. We need to get a lot in a large area. We've got a bunch and use a lot. And 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 yes, that is. You never like. You never just hit like the a mummy tip. hand. Mummy, mummy. No, I'm not mummy hand the no, tip, and no. then you. Well, that's when when it's a diarrhea. I mummy hand the tip. Okay. And then go full panel, like broad base through the canyon. You pointed that as if you were going to slap it into your face. And then that, that, like, I don't think you should do that. Yeah, I go broadside into the canyon. Okay. Fly over the volcano. Fly over the volcano into the canyon first. And then, yeah. and because it might have gone up into the canyon, is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, I go to the canyon mouth yeah. at the top of the canyon and I wipe all the. I, it's been a while since I had a canyon situation, but I've had a canyon situation. Oh, a canyon and, blowout? And that's not a good time. Oh, no. Especially, it's, the, it's so bad if it's at work and it's at the beginning of your day. And oh, uh, but and then you also if because you, now okay. you're a homophobe, now you smell well, like yeah. shit, and you, now you're, you're, now a homophobe you're a homophobe all day. All day. No, okay. So what sucks is occasionally, uh, you know, when I was doing a lot more of the drinking, so that first poop in the morning would be oh, yeah, real yeah. explosive. Well, sometimes there's the plug, and then you get that one out, and then later like a. Yeah, like then you get that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens. Too. Um, so you know, I'd wake up late and not have enough time to really do my morning ritual, bro. If you have a nasty, gross, like alcohol poop, 
at work. And then you got to work a shift. Yeah, I feel sucks. like you get extra sweaty. Oh, it does. It's and the you sweat. S- you don't know if you're wiping up sweat too. or mud ass from your back, like kind of like your canyon. You know? Yeah. Like, like oh, you don't know what's hard. because it's all greasy, sweaty, like just uh oh, it's yeah. I've been there. I've been there. It's not. It's not a fun place. It's not a fun place to be. When I'm pooping at work, because I have to wear like an undershirt and then my chef's coat. Oftentimes, if I have to actually poop at work, which is rare because I try not to, you take the chef. Tell me, you take the chef's coat off. Oh, I take the whole. I could. I I like half Costanza. Oh, it just goes all. Okay. I take the full shirt off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm not. That's I'm not. not fun. About... It's I get so hot when I'm shitting, dude. Do you? Yeah, you're. A I hot start to shitter. heat. I start to heat up when Third I get more. I'm the lyrical gangster. Third Third up. Right. I'm a hot shitter. Like I feel like that should be that. You should listen. I feel like there should be a, a version of that for you called hot shitter. Honestly, um, I've been listening to. The shaggy bombastic. Oh yeah, the past couple that's days. good stuff. That's good stuff, man. Oh, bro, it's so Mr. good. Bombastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's good. Smooth. Now, let me, speaking of music, dude, uh, we had a bit of a, a music sort of debate uh, unintentionally as we're posting things as our notes uh, this week. It was funny. Um, so I'm a big fan of the band Fiddler. Apparently, you're not. Fuck it, dude. Life's a risk. Hey, man. I tell you what. I think Fiddler is a okay. So it's a fun it's... band. They have some tracks that I don't love, but they've got a couple full albums that are fan fucking tastic. Their latest is actually not that great, and uh, and yeah, like they've got they've got some good stuff. They've got some bad stuff, but they've got this. Um, they released. A cover of Tom Petty's Free Falling. And, okay. And are you I a, like a Tom Petty I'm a Tom Petty fan. So you're a Petty guy. I like Tom Petty. Yes. All right. All right. And that's what have you so you've not heard this yet, I'm guessing. I have not. Okay. Um just an explanation. I don't honestly hate Fiddler. I've never really listened to too much of them. I had a coworker who used to be mad, like mad crazy about Fiddler. Uh, they do have and, those. They're, they're all, they are one of those bands that do have that like over obsessive fan like fan base. So I so yeah. um he went out and got a tattoo, but because uh, his parents would have murdered him if he got a tattoo, he got a Fiddler tattoo on the bottom of his lip, on the inside of his lip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, when he came and showed us. All of us have been kind of playing it off that we didn't know who Fiddler was, and he went and got this tattoo and showed us. And we're like, I told him like, "Hey guys, just tell Anthony that you all listen to Fiddler. They're cool, and They're Fiddler just... fucking sucks." <laughs> oh man! And then we oh, we ragged him, him for oh. like a day or two that's mean. about. Oh, that's mean. Oh. Oh, I love you, Anthony. I'm sorry, buddy. So I know they're not for everybody, but I did like because people will obviously know the song Free Fallen and like it that's a hard song to cover. Make it somewhat different, make it somewhat cool without it just being a straightforward cover. You and- just did it 
in your voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they they've done a really good job, and that's why I think it's reasonable to play on this show. Hang on, two seconds. Hello. She's a good go. girl. Loves her mama. Loves Jesus and America too. She's a good girl. Crazy about Elvis. Loves horses and her boyfriend too. So, at the very beginning here, they're doing exactly what you just said. It's them singing this song in their style. But it's a little surf rock. I can hear a little surf rocky in there. They're a surf so rocky type. They're a surf rocky band that gets into like the punk rock stuff. Now that's yeah. what's really cool about them is they can kind of transition in their styles during a show or during a song even. I'll shut up and play more. And it's a It's almost like a nice update in a way, right? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I'm free! Wow. I'm free falling, I'm falling. Because I'm free! I'm free falling, I'm falling. I love no, it. That was nice. That was really I love it uptake um i will say um what what's kind of nice about the way they're doing it with how clean the vocal style is um tom petty does kind of like draw on his words and kind of like has a little bit of that like mumble to his to his shit sometimes yeah, he, go, he goes um, dylan-y if you will sometimes yeah a little so they make it super easy to like hear all the lyrics. By the way, clear, uh, crisp. They're n they're not though. Like they definitely have changed some lyrics in this. Um, uh, they are well, I, they are I meant singing. For that intro. I'm a uh, uh, I'm a good one for breaking her. Like I'm a, like it's it, no, that's good boy. I'm a good boy because I don't even miss her. I'm a bad boy for breaking her heart. Like yeah. that, they sing that as I'm a bad one. I'm okay. a bad like like so. I, I don't know if that's just. They acknowledge there, like. Did you know that was a lyric? <laughs> like, like, no, it wasn't. Because I'm free. It's good though, man. Like, it's it's. I, I like think, it. I think it's a cool. If 
like rest in peace Tom Petty, but I feel like Tom Petty would look at this and because these guys are so that from that area of California, mm-hmm. what he was writing about in Free Falling, and it's so Los Angeles, California, Ventura, all that like area, right? He was writing about that place, like that's a big part of Free Falling. Like is it has a vibe that you can almost feel like you're in LA when you listen to it. Like it's yeah. it's just got that vibe. And I think they just did that in a modern way. And, yeah. I, and I and I and I think that he would at least approve of that. Like I think it's a good usage of that song, of that idea. And uh yeah, that's why I wanted to bring it up on tonight's show. I, I thought it was cool. Do you ever um do you ever feel like when artists who famously do a song um that gets covered a lot, do you ever feel like they are disappointed when like um Perfect Someone example. covers it and it sucks, like that type of well, thing. Well, not or... even, I'm sure they're disappointed when things suck, but like, imagine you're Toto and you hear Weezer's cover of your like super hit famous song, Africa. Yeah. yeah. Weezer did almost nothing. And I, I say this critically because I'm, I have been a longtime fan of Weezer. I enjoy their music. Um, but that cover of Africa. It was it's weak. A, well, it's exactly the same yeah. as the Toto yeah. version. It's too similar. Like, oh, exactly. these, these guys are just ripping us off without adding anything to it, really. Like, it's just and, that. And and that's my question. Do you ever feel like when artists hear a cover, and even if it's done by, like, a semi-popular artist, where they're like, you did a shot-for-shot remake of my song. Like, you didn't change a damn thing. I would you be ever pissed. think that they're upset? I would be pissed. I would definitely be pissed. Like if, if it I feel was... like if you if I made like a wildly popular song and then a decade later like a bunch of like bands covered it, I would be more happy if you did your complete own thing so, with it. So with that, like I'll add a couple things here to the debate because you've also got like certain times where someone covers your song and it's so much better than the original. Bob Dylan yes. used to say that about Jimi Hendrix with all along the watchtower, right? Like that he basically, he, Bob Dylan changed the way he played it to play it as Jimi Hendrix's version, even though that he wrote the song. He's like, no, he plays it better than me. I, I will now play it like him. His way. His way. It's better. So yeah. like there's that style of it, but then, okay, let's talk about style in general. What about artists that feel they might like not necessarily a song note for note, um, like in the exact same way, but what about when it's a, a band like that's almost directly ripping off a sound or a style. And that's happened a ton of times that you're ripping off almost like I would almost be more mad at that than I would the song. Because now right. you're now you're ripping off even what I could possibly like use in the future or whatever. Like it, it's sort of I'm trying to think of a great example. I can't really off the top of my head think of one, but there were. I feel like it would be it would be hard if it it would be hard. I feel like to directly rip someone off and not have it come across as like. What the fuck are you doing? Like you're 
this is like our band's like unique thing. Like there are bands out there that just have like a very unique. Like, I mean, you could take even Slipknot, oh. for example, with their, like, inventive drumming signature. Like, sure. all those things. It's if you come out and you, and you just start ripping that shit off or you start yeah. ripping off Freddie, like, not that anybody could be Freddie Mercury and people have tried, but not, like, if you're really trying or running with that or, like, a certain guitar sound or whatever it is, yeah, man, like, I think you get to get called out on with that. It's like... It's like ripping off a bit in radio or on podcasts. Like, oh, you just decided to rip off my bit. Okay, cool. I mean, I think sometimes, like, the the bit thing is harder to, like, prove. Yeah, because we can all have the same idea at the same time. Yeah, the cognitive music, music, of- music is, is, that can happen, but it's a little more rare. rare. It's much yeah. more, yeah, it's, it's a lot especially for it to come out at the same time and all that. Well, um, and music is so much more unique than comedy in that yeah. respect. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, for you to... If, it's a if bad two, example, but... If two bands, like, in the, what is it, in the 80s came out with Enter Sandman and one of them's Metallica... <laughs> yeah. And the other one and is, And the like, Goo Goo Dolls do their version and... Yeah, and... <laughs> People are like, uh, how did this happen? I now Ooh. I want to hear Goo Goo Dolls' version of Interfolita. <laughs> oh man, uh, let me ask you this though. Okay, so, um, while we're on this topic, how do you think the guy that feels the old lead singer of Journey was it Steve Perry? Um, at some uh, journey, Steve Perry. Yeah, Steve Perry. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think the story behind him, yeah, is that he lost his voice, right? And then they had to hire a guy to do all their corporate uh, bullshit jobs, play at Universal's Mardi Gras, play right. at Disney's uh, fucking rock and roll fest, SeaWorld shows, you know, make a ton of money. Um, but they had okay, to so find a guy that sounded exactly like him and that he now sings the songs, and it was an Asian dude. Uh, I I remember it was an Asian dude. And, like, I, I know Steve Perry was like, yeah, man, I, I, I can't sing anymore total blessing but deep down right deep down i hope deep down steve perry goes all right they're gonna keep writing me checks nice yeah i mean he probably does so what would be even suckier is if you're this asian dude who they find Mm. and they're like all right you sound just like steve perry what we're gonna have you do is we're gonna have you stand backstage and steve perry's gonna be out there and he's just going to be mouthing everything. Oh, so you Millie and Vanilli it? You're back there and you're behind yeah. a curtain while he's out there. You're Wizard of oz him. Yeah, like, yeah. Big time. But, I mean, this is what the people want to see. Like, oh, no, even, like, because it's the future dude now. So he would be backstage and it'd be the hologram of Steve Perry while he's singing and the ho- it's mapping him while he's doing yep. all the movement. It's got him going, like, yeah, that's what'll happen. Like, and he's, 
like, man, I can't even be on stage. No one even. I'm just the, I'm the Steve Aoki looking dude that's backstage, <laughs> making everything, making old, making hollow Steve Perry look really cool. Yeah, and singing probably better than he ever could. Uh, we like you, Asian Steve Perry. Whatever your name Bro, is, Asian. So wait, look up. Is it? Look up Asian Steve Perry. I bet you it comes up with him. Uh, um, Asian Steve Perry. There's it's the first thing. Asian Steve Perry. Oh man. Uh, What's his name? Is Steve Perry agent? Uh, uh, now people are confused. <laughs> Arnell Panita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a Filipino singer songwriter. All right, Arnell. Yeah. The, I need oh, it, he yeah. left. He left Journey. He was there for 14 years. It looked like. Oh, good job, Arnell. Ah. Oh. Arnell, that's a good run, man. Why is Steve well, Perry so, no longer singing? Uh, the truth is, I thought I my music had run its course in my heart. Oh, I had an amazing time in the band. Uh, a chance to express myself as a solo artist, too. But to be honest with myself and in my heart, I know I just wasn't feeling it anymore. Oh, so he just like he his voice is probably fine. Maybe what if Steve Perry could still fine. do it? And Steve he Perry just caught some bad vibes and <laughs> yeah. was like, "I don't want to sing anymore." I'm done with this. Yeah, I think I think he's over it. That's what he's he's like. He no. What happened was he sang "Don't Stop Believing" uh, one, one last too time. many times. It just and was just like you know what? I can't do this shit anymore. Fuck this I can't do it. I don't want to fucking do this anymore. I fucking hate this song. I fucking hate this song. And everyone else from Journey was like, hey, Steve, uh, we kind of still need, like, money. Um, You so know, you, you own all the you own all the songs. Since you wrote all, all of them. Yeah, all the, got all the rights and everything. So you have all the, so you make, like, a bulk of all the money. Yeah, do you mind? So we still kind of need that? all the money yeah is that cool like he's like nah nah i'm steve perry no way no way, i'm st i'm fucking steve perry. you listen to this voice don't stop <laughs> believing. and then they're like god damn it all right well fine steve and then they go out and find our neil our i'd Arnell. like to think that when steve perry does start singing like reverb just like comes in so like it just happens right like it's it doesn't matter oh, he's what, always verbed yeah, up yeah. Like, i'm steven parrot <laughs> you know like it just it comes out of nowhere when always. he walks when he walks into the supermarket yeah it's i'm in the k-mart who goes to k-mart perry's at the k-mart oh i bet you journey music has played so much at Kmart's, it could buy Steve Perry a house. The last song that ever played at a Kmart, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was was "Don't Stop Believing." Don't stop believing. Yeah, they should stop believing though, but they had to stop. They, they had, had to. And, and if they haven't stopped by now, they should probably stop. Uh, um, again, I'm gonna look. Directly is there a guy the out there? Is there a guy out there that still thinks that Kmart might come back? Do you think that that guy exists? Well, um, I'm going to give that guy a message right now, sir, oh. or madam. If you're listening, it's fine. You can stop believing. You can, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You don't have to hold on to that feeling. You don't. No. You don't. 
It's okay. Straight it's actually lights. and it's actually pretty healthy for you to not like hold on to that feeling forever. Like it probably like feelings Kmart's come and gone. go. It's cool to be happy. It's cool to party, but maybe yeah, Kmart maybe, blue light. Maybe you should uh, maybe you should get out see some of those street lights. Do you remember how you people? Used to, no, don't get her back in. She's. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's no, no, so no. easy to slip into a good parry and just. Yeah, good parry, good parry. Yeah. Um, nah, she needs to be gardening. You know, she needs to probably be doing that. I would think. Yeah. I would think. Anyway, you want to um do one of the most um important parts of our evening? Oh, I think it might just be time to bring forth the clip. Oh, I you know you want him, baby. You know we got him, baby. You know you want him, baby. You know we got him, baby. Class. You know we got him, baby. Class. Give now. Oh, yeah. We got some clips for you tonight. Oh, I forgot to switch over the thing. I'm Clip uh, it to me, baby. Let me, let me do it. It's because Ty's not here. It's because it's cause Ty's not here for sure. That things are going wrong. I blame him. Uh, what do you want to get into tonight? Because I've got a, I've got a few. I, I, wa- I was interested in. By the way, all these clips coming from our clip commander Tom. He's the man. Um, thank you, Barilli. Thanks, Barilli. Uh, but he, uh, this one's like a super long clip, so we obviously can't do all of it. But that's why I think I'm going to go to it at the beginning. I love a good, um suburban homemade sport like the movie basketball or basketball rather basketball. you know yeah, yeah yeah i like stuff like that and this is um at the 2008 roof ball world championships um, what yeah, yeah, yeah. this Hi, I'm 2007 roof ball world oh 2007 oh that's no that's the champion from 2007 this is the 2008 former champion yeah, former champion adam willis here and he's he's gonna he'll, he'll explain a little bit about it but um this uh just i mean we uh, like i said we can't we can't play all of it clearly because i mean the, the roof ball world championship match here is over an hour long um, it's a very long clip that You're I had to pull. The 2008 but. Roof Ball World Championships. Here we go. This is some Roof Ball here. This aired on the Ocho, right? I would hope so. I don't know. I think this is pre-Ocho. I think the Ocho owes itself to this. Let, to the RFA. Yeah, yeah, to the RFA. Like, the, the Roof Ball Federation of America. Oh, you don't, you don't call yourself a federation. Okay, so it involves this is I've they never really explain the rules, but it does involve roofs. It involves a football, and I believe certain targets. Uh, there's a target on like kind of a chimney thing. Good afternoon, and welcome into the 2008 Roofball World Championships. I'm Travis Demers, and joining me today is Rob Siliski. Rob, tell us what we're looking forward to today. Well, today's a great day for roof ball. Got a nice little cloud cover going on, so it keeps the sun out of everybody's eyes. But I, I think it's uh, going to be a beautiful day and uh, have some uh, some good playing going on. Well, today we have a record 24 competitors playing here today, competing for the Susan J. Willis Trophy. But before we get that started, let's take a quick reminder about how the game is played. 
This is what I want to hear. Yeah, okay. The roof ball scoring system at RFA headquarters. There we go. Catch equals one point. The most basic way to score on roof balls is to catch. You throw it up on the roof and grab it back on the rebound. All right. So you throw it on the roof, football, and then you let it bounce and roll down. Okay. And catch it. That's a point. That's it's pretty simple. All right. All right. That's some. All right. Ping. A ping. A five point. The primary method of scoring in roof ball is called the ping. The ping, guys. The ball up and hit the pole, and that's worth five points. Uh, you got to hit the pole. All right. So if you hit the pole. And catch. And catch it. That's a five, five point. point. That's worth a total of six. Oh. The ping, oh. Five, you get the point and you get the catch point. All right. All right. Around. Really big points come when you throw it around. All right. You take the ball and it goes up one side of the roof, around the back side of the pole, and then down the other side. Oh, wow. That's worth ten points. Okay. This isn't around. Oh, I see now. That's I get it. See how he did that? He he. It's bounced. a modified ping, almost. Yeah, it's a modified ping, but it had to wrap around the pole to go onto the yeah the right side there. To, okay. All right, that's an around. Catch at the end. That's ten point. point. Total of eleven. Total eleven points. That's an around. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. The one thing you don't want to do is throw the ball over the house. Okay. It's worth a negative five points to your score. Oh, an over? That's called an over. Shit, that's negative five. You lose and five. And you have to go get the ball. Nah, and, yeah, you have to shame the person to get the ball for sure. I like that rule. Car hit. Now, another way negative one point. Oh, no. So I like how the car is incorporated into the field. It's part of the... It's an obstacle. Ah, so negative one. Worth one point off my total score. Damn. Little pole hit? What, which was, the, did you catch that? Little pole hit? Little pole hit. Uh, I didn't get what that was. That's worth one point off my total score. Little pole hit makes catch worth five points. Okay. What's little, where's the little pole? I, I gotta see here. Another way to score points in roof ball is by hitting the little pole, oh. which is just a few feet to the right of your primary target. Okay. So when you throw the ball up there and it hits the little pole, it acts as a catch. Oh, I see a little pole. Making it catch worth five points instead of just one. Little pole. So when you throw the ball up there, it hits the little pole, and you catch it, you get five points. When you drop it, you get none. Uh, so it's like a risk thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you try for the little pole. And you fuck it up yeah. and drop it, you get nothing. Like you don't yeah. get, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fifteen. Now the mother of all roof ball throws. Oh man. Is the fifteen point throw? That's when you throw it around the pole. Wow. One side back to the other. Hits the catch multiplier. Damn. Grab it at the end. Fifteen points on the scoreboard. That I saw it. That's a good. Wow. Each player gets 10 throws in a game, and there are three players in each game, except for the championship game, which is head-to-head. -head. We'll have eight first-round games with the eight winners advancing to the next round, along with the next four highest scores as well. I want to play this so bad, dude. We have to find a roof we, that's we, pit, that's set correctly yeah, to do it. Yeah, we got a, a regulation, you know, uh, roof ball roof. You know? We'd almost have to find if there are like regulations for the roofs that to, can be played on. Yeah, 
Oh, we gotta ask them. We gotta, yeah, we gotta see. Wild cards. Game one of the first round is coming up, but first, Downer America, here's Portland's own singer-songwriter, Beth Willis, with our national anthem. Oh, that's good. We got a national anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light. Oh, What's they're so okay. Pause it real quick, Owen. They are both rocking a uh, long sleeve under a short sleeve. Yeah, they are. Get up. Yeah. This is this is classic late two thousand and classic. I think this is classic South Mass, probably like some South Massachusetts action. I don't know where this is, but it's. Look at look, and that guy's doing it even bigger. He's got like a button up with a p collar popping out the top of his sweater. Oh my god, this is Beth Willis. She's a six time roof ball women's champion. through the night that our flag was still. I feel there. like these people actually take this pretty seriously. Oh, oh yeah, you better not talk shit about roof ball in this neighborhood. Great job. And the home yes. Of the well done. Oh, fantastic. That was me hitting that button, by the way. Just want to make that clear. I thought okay, she was Robert, fantastic with the national off. anthem. Before we do that, got to get your prediction of what's going to happen today. You know is, what I this is like maybe jerseys. I don't know what this is, but uh, I you want to see a little bit of roof ball in action? I want to see some gameplay. Yes, yeah, let's see some gameplay before we move on to the next clip. Uh, I mean, like I said, this is a long clip. It's over an hour, and that's only part one of the, you know. All right, here we go. Here we go. I think this is the start of roof ball here. Got 37. Right. Ryan needs a big one here. Just Oof. missed the multiplier, and oh, he comes away. Oh. So a strong start, and then uh, goes over in the last four there. So we finish up with the totals. Bro, they've got screen overlays. Dude, they've got like... the scoreboards. They, it's a complicated scoring system. So they got to do a lot of math. Like, they got to... Look, they've got stat blocks yeah, in the bottom stats. with relevant no yeah. with relevant numbers. Brian advances. Casey's in second with 37. He is still alive. And Michael is pretty close in there got... with 31. This is better production than half of the podcasts that are out there now. And for game number two, we have our first female competitor, Melissa Davis. Melissa's and got an arm on her. She comes away empty-handed. I mean, including ours, to be honest with you. So Matt Alto will make This is way more entertaining. From the University of Oregon. And he can't come away with the catch, so our first Ugh. two throws of the second game here. Come away with oh, D. O'Reilly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he was a newbie. Dan O'Reilly. Dan's a newbie too. Oh. Doesn't start out that way. Oh, he so fucked it up. No, apparently Dan's like the ringer in this yeah, round. Yeah, Dan is he... the ringer. Dan is the ringer. Oh, 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 oh she got around. That's it. Oh, she catches it. It's eleven points. Eleven points right there. There we go. I like this game. It's also pretty fast paced. Yeah, yeah, they keep it moving, don't they? Like you, you got to be ready to go. They got to have a bunch of footballs. You're ready to go. They don't fuck around. Oh, it's a ping. A ten pointer. 
And one one ping. Hit it once, he's good to go. So Dano's got six. Oh, it's a five point ping, yeah. Looking for the easy catch, and she makes it so one point in that round for Melissa. This I would like to play some roof ball. I would love to play this game. This looks like fun. Yeah. So the roof ball I think part of it too is that they've got their whole community like so invested into this stupid game that they all know the dumb rules. If the people know the rules, you can play This the is a game. bigger deal than we think. Yeah, 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 this could be huge. Well, look at that camera that's in the back of the yeah, shot right there. This is that is not like your five, uncle's shoulder mount. No, dude, look at that ping. Oh, on the call. Oh, takes out the camera. Somebody get the trainer out. That Volvo, though, they could move it. They do not move it. That is, an, I think it's an integral part of roof ball to have that Volvo there. But he still got five points just for hitting the pole. Oh, did he? He yeah. got the five? <laughs> oh, but, but then he, but he made sure it didn't hit. Because like, I think if he would have hit the Volvo, that would have been a negative five and it would have evened out. So he saved himself by diving over the Volvo and hitting the yeah. pole, uh, you know, after hitting the pole. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kneecap there. Oh, All right. That looks like somebody's mom. Oh. And she makes the catch. And that, she holds on to her. Women in their uh, early, or sorry, mid-20s in the 90s look like moms. Don't forget that. They all look oh, like that's Karen's. True. They did. They did. And that's, and that's an interesting story. Matt actually caught... He's never played. This is the first time he actually oh, the, uh, the that. video of RuPaul on, uh, on TV. Looked up the website. Emailed. Uh, oh, no. He was going for an around. He didn't get it. And he didn't get a ping. That's a one-pointer. TV today. Check out the RuPaul website. And Ryan, uh, Rob will give that to us here in a second. Uh, this is great. I'm going to definitely move. We need to have a conference yeah, about this. Yeah, this probably should have been the, actually, uh, this week's, you know, big thing. But, uh, you know, it uh, things happen, you know. Uh, I mean, it is good. I like this clip. I want to watch more of it. Maybe we'll do a, maybe we'll do a full. Sun Eclipse. Well, we can do a Sun Eclipse, but I also think that we need a watch to do our. Party? Well, I think that we can do our own version of Thank you very much. Like, I think um, that we can we can easily do something like. Oh, that. and have you ever invented a game? Uh plenty. Yeah, a lot of games. A lot of games over the years. As as uh, big into this like uh, beanbag thing that me and my buddy Chris played. Uh, it was like a bounce off the. Uh, we called it high life, but it wasn't. Eh, it's a lot of rules. I can't really explain it, but it was kind of a beanbag bouncing off of a. Um, uh, like a screen porch scenario type deal. Like it's, uh, there's a lot of stuff there. Well, I also uh, used to play this other game with ping pong paddles in the live huge like recording room like um, of a music studio. And we used to use full ping pong paddles and used to play it basically like racquetball, but it had its own rules. Uh, so um, yeah, we've, in we've, in invented a lot of we've invented two games uh, in my lifetime. Hmm. One was horse pool, which was um, a very complicated game without the pool sticks and just involving the cue ball and the eight ball. Um, we also played a game in middle school after lunch called bottle ball, 
which your goal was to hit a empty or slight, only lightly filled bottle, uh, like a water bottle with a big stick that we just left out in the outside. The bottle off, ball! Like, Time for bottle um, ball! So we'd all play bottle ball and get ridiculed. Um, but yeah, yeah, we had a ton. We, I mean, yeah, that's what kids do, and I think I think adults need to do more of that. Honestly, like invent your own games on occasion, just like for shits and giggles. If it's you and your wife, it's whatever. Like it's fun. Like invent a game. I like it. We had lots of people watching games that we invented, but nothing's physical like this. Oh no, like uh, yeah, I like a good people watching game. Those are those mm -hmm. are always fun. Check this out. You're talking about the 90s. You're talking about, like, things that we used to do back then. This is a commercial from the 90s that um, uh, is, man, I guess computer commercials back then, they used to go pretty fucking hard. Check this okay. one out. So IBM really is fucking, uh, you know, jazzing it up for this one. Um, hang on. I got to like, my, my things off like this. There we go. There's, check this one. It's an old clip, so it's fucking quiet. But look, I, first off, I love this kid's hair. Yeah. No! Like a no-name computer clone when you can get a genuine IBM for only $9.99 or a buck a day. It's true, just a buck a day. Your IBM PC can surf the net, download music, chat online, play games, email, balance your checkbook, watch videos, bank online, and even do some online shopping. Just a buck a day with no money down gets you all this. An 850 megahertz Intel processor, 64 meg SD RAM, 20 gig drive, CD-ROM, modem and ethernet card, Windows ME, and one year free internet access with Primus Canada. The buck a day company approves almost everybody who calls today. So please call the number on your screen right now. I kind of want this computer and I kind of want to be back there to buy it. Like right now. I want to I wanna feel the excitement of this thing coming in. Like I got my year of Primus Internet. I got better. Uh, the, I got. I, I didn't get a clone. The sad thing was, even back then, because this was probably right around the two thousands. This uh, that was a shitty computer, and it was still a thousand dollars. Yeah, I know. Now, <laughs> Buckaday.com. I I like that, but um, I think the biggest thing for me is just like. I didn't really understand it at first, like what they were advertising with like the song uh, with the clone thing. Right. I um, guess it was just a popular thing back in the was, day. Too. I don't remember <laughs> that term, though. I don't remember there was computers that like, oh, you, man, you got to not like it being a knockoff and people calling it a clone or something like I, that's what they're inferring. Right. Yeah, that you bought, like, somebody got an IBM case and just replaced all the guts with just low-grade computer right. parts. And yeah. then you get a big piece of shit. But I never, I don't remember that being a term. I don't know. When, when did you get your first computer, Owen? Acer Aspire 1990. It was the family computer, by the way. It wasn't mine. But uh, Acer Aspire in 95. I want to say something like that. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. 95. I think I, my grandpa had a computer and was teaching us how to play with computers. Well, I was probably like seven, eight years old. It was, he basically had to like set everything up for us initially and then like, here, just press this enter button and then play the game. Yeah, no, we didn't really have that. We had a personal computer. I mean, we had like gaming systems from like Sega Master System and anything like, I mean, that's technically a computer, but now like our first like PC was this Acer Aspire. You can look them up, man. Like they... They were kind of hilarious looking. They were the shitty version of what the iMac became, like the original iMac. Like they, they have a lot of like Acer was trying to copy like a cool type of style, and and yeah, like they they were ridiculous. But uh, speaking of technology, check out this technology. Think about this shit, dude. So this is. Some crazy marine shit that they're doing. I think these are British Marines, and they've got this new jet pack shit, right? Oh wow! So, like, this is how they're boarding their like aircraft carriers or whatnot. Dude's out on a boat. They're pulling him out. He's got his jet pack thing. Look at this thing. Instead, of, I guess it's like you know, save time. I mean, what, what, the, the amount of stuff they can do with this is kind of unbelievable. But yeah, we are officially in the era of jetpacks, guys. I'm just letting you know. Look at this fucking shit. Look at this dude. I mean, it's Iron Man, dude. I know yeah, we've this seen, is nuts. I know dude. we've seen things like this and like they've been progressing, but I haven't seen like a video quite as good as this, like showing just how look at how flawless that flight was, dude. Yeah, that's I a mean, nuts. Like that shit's just it was just strapped to his legs, strapped to his arms, and he's just like, alright, zip over here, land on a boat. Fucking crazy. And obviously, this is some like drill type thing that they're well, showing. Well, it looks what... like basically what he did was he walked in there, dropped the little ladder so his buddies could climb up. Yeah. And then they secure it so that more people can drop in. Yeah. This is how a tactical operation would go against a pirate ship type deal. But this motherfucker's got like fucking jet legs and shit. Like, I want to see him. Does he fly away? Yeah, of course he flies away. Gotta see him fly here. He's like, oh, I don't need you, helicopter. I can do my own shit. Watch this. Watch this, motherfuckers. Oh, let me go put my rocket yeah, arms back on. Let me put my arms. rocket arms back on real quick. Here we go. Rocket arms. Dude, dude, that's fucking badass. That guy's a, a fucking gangster right that's there. That's fucking gangster as shit, dude. 
I, I know I know we're not explaining it to the audience very well. It's listening just on the podcast, but give it a shot if you wouldn't mind, Mike. I mean, it's this Iron is, Man. It really is Iron Man. That's the closest thing I can say about it. Yeah, it, this is insane. Like, guys just on the move, doing whatever he wants, just flying around jetpack style. Can you imagine, like, 10, 15 years from now when, like, this guy, like, when regular people are going to, like, just roll right up to your, like, they're going to land right in front of the restaurant and be like, oh, sorry, oh, I was yeah. like, guys. Yeah, Let me yeah. take off my rocket arms and put them in my little rocket holder case, and then we can get the hell in the restaurant. Dude, one thing I noticed about this, and I know that he's definitely, it does look like he is, all right, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. I'm guessing he might not even actually be flying it. What I mean by that is that it's like drone points. You know, because you see this thing that's like almost like a stand that he has to like land. He, he took off and he landed from it. I'm wondering if that's like a honing point that's like your home point, right? And the, yeah. and and the, this exercise, like on that ship, there was a homing point on that that like delivered him safely. I'm not saying that you couldn't necessarily fly these things, but I don't think that he's controlling like, I wonder how much control he has, I guess, is the question. Like, can he turn right. left, right? Like, or is it literally just like a drone where you send it to a position and it sends you back? Because that's the feeling I get be based on this landing kind of system. Because it looks like it's sort of like he doesn't really, he's not like a, he's like really controlling his landing. And granted, it's on a boat that is rocking in the water, a yeah. small boat at that. But you know, it's landing like into kind of a motion. Uh, well, and, well, and look at the, like this, like, um, I don't even know what you'd call that. It almost looks like a piece of exercise gear. Like it's like a, a tripod for a human, you know, that you kind of like land into like, and yeah. it, I, I just feel like that. Like, I don't know, man. It looks like it's he like, was, it's almost it. like uh, it's, it's almost handheld drone technology. And like for a human, that then delivers back to your your spot. That's what I think it is. I don't know if I'm right, but I feel it's like it's still it, fucking cool. It's still amazing. I feel like he is doing it, but there might be some level of like automation. Like when you get so close to it that it, then it like because drones will do that, right? Like they they almost like they take off themselves, get to a certain point, then it's like now you can fly the bitch around, and then when you get like so close it's like okay then home and then it just does the rest itself and lands it yeah i think that's maybe that's what i'm talking about maybe that's exactly what it is possibly i i think this is more just a stand to keep those things like upright they'd probably be um, pretty heavy right those things but like i imagine like while this is like purely a military thing right now when this comes to the public it'll end up being like a almost like a hoverboard style thing where it's like, oh, dude, you we got kids fucking just so fucking flying around on these motherfuckers. Just iron. You know, what's going to happen. Yeah. No, look at them. Look at them. Once drones become a little more like 
everybody friendly. I feel like they're going to get so cl- the skies are going to be clogged with little kids and fucking drones. So that's part of it, too. There's a backpack. He's got the things on his hands. He's got the back. And then there's like a backpack with like shit on the back of the backpack. Yeah. So that. Yeah. And then I think he had things on. Do you have things on his legs? What? So it looks like there are no. thrusters. Yeah, on the... it does look. Yeah, that's the ones on his knees. See, he's got ones on his like thighs, knees type deal. He's got something Possibly. there. I know he's got shit in the backpack, and he's got like these fuckers on his hands. Where it's like, I think the ones on his hands are for doing all the steering, basically. Yeah. yeah. But it looks like there are ones on the back of the, like on the backpack itself. Possibly this incredible technology, like an I'm just, amount of the lift. I don't know this stuff. It freaks me out, but it also intrigues me completely. Um, oh yeah. Let's talk a little more about technology and let's go back in the past. This is a great blast from the past. So this is something that the air force was trying to make called the Avricar. Um, it's like in the sixties. And they totally made this thing that might as well be a goddamn UFO. Look at this fucking thing. Yeah, right? So, yeah. This was something they were working on. An experiment, experimental vehicle. It might hover a little better if you pulled the legs up, you dumb shit. Yeah, yeah, fucking dumbass. Working on UFOs, gotta play the cool tunes. Gotta make my YouTube video cool. Gotta play the cool tunes. Ah. Yeah, see? Yeah, there you go. So it does. It looks exactly like what you would imagine a flying saucer yeah. straight up looks like. What did it say at the very beginning? Uh, continuation test program and terrain, terrain test, test program. program. June 1st, 19... They put this graphic up for like... 60. The blink of a fucking eye. It's the U.S. Air Force. They're just fucking around. (laughs) Yeah. It's 60 to 61. All right. So it's about a year-long program. And And this is... And they built... This is what we got at the end of it? Yeah, they built this fucking thing. It didn't do shit. Oh, look. The dude's out there, like, they're testing the thing, and the guy's out there just smoking a cigarette. Yeah. I wonder. Whoa. Oh, this thing sucks. Did they build? Did they do this to try and disprove that, like, oh, uh, aliens exist and everything? It's like, yeah, we just keep. Nah, we that built shit. these. Are us? Sorry. Well, guys. we built these guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's check it out. Like, and this this thing is garbage, by the way. This thing sucks. Well, that looks like a yeah. It looks like a fucking trash pile. Some redneck has this in his backyard, right? Like some redneck somewhere has. That thing, probably. I feel like there's some redneck who built their own Avro car. It's better than that. But this one is in some fucking hangar at the Air Force. Maybe, maybe. All right, let's move on then. Let's go to uh, this guy here. Uh, I don't think I need to actually say much about this because I think he will just kind of explain it. And it's... um. Why are you doing this, bro? It's disgusting and terrifying. <laughs> Blame Tom. Oh, everyone, muscle man, eight five six two, coming at you. Today I'm gonna eat twenty wet cigarettes. That's a pack of cigarettes. 
this guy is going to eat. A pat. Full 20. Cigarettes. I'd almost prefer you just smoke 20 cigarettes. Um, He's going to eat them and lit cigarettes at that. Oh, at the same time. At the same time. You might as well just got it, right? Okay. You might as well just got it. They call it Sheen, that when you chow Sheen. This guy is definitely not on drugs, for sure. Definitely not. Sheen in it? When you smoke more than one cigarette. Sheen. In this case. Remember when Charlie Sheen was like a thing? Ten times Sheen in it. And gutting it. And chugging it. Okay. Oh, yes. Look how beautiful these look. Turn into. Turn. This is a serial killer, right? Like this guy. This guy definitely has mental uh, issues. Yeah. A pretty bad habit into a good habit, you know? Okay. That's the way you gotta do it. Right. Sure. You gotta know when to singe it. Okay. Got a lighter here. Gonna light. Let's see. How am I gonna light all these fuckers up? I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad he up. thought about it. Glad he really thought about it. With nothing. Oh, that's a shit lighter. Yeah. But this cheap ass lighter. Yeah, he got he got a crack lighter because he knows it got that He needs a flame. He needs that big flame. Yeah. How am I gonna fit all these in my damn mouth? That's what she said. You need a dick joke there. Sounds good. I've never done this before, so bear with me. Bear with me. I'm glad we're filming the first attempt. Maybe I'll just do them a few at a time. Maybe you'll do a few at a time. Changing your mind now? Okay. Okay. We'll just... That's four. All right. Lit four. Now we're going to go for another four. Keep those alive. We're going to light them. I hope his mom comes in and is like, Gerald, what the fuck are you doing? You're smoking in the house. <laughs> those are my cigarettes. Are those my parliament lights? He's got eight lit. They all stay lit. I mean, this is a balancing act. They won't. Smoking here. He's trying to, you know, he's smokes three. Then he's got to put the ones down, keep the other ones lit. So he can pull all. The goal, I believe, is to pull all, have all 20 cigarettes lit. Lit. And uh, in his mouth at the same time? Oh, man. Right. Yeah, I, I think he's going to eat them. I think he said he was going to eat them. No. I mean, is it good? They, they should, you know, what's that uh, truth? The anti-nicotine thing? Uh, those guys? The truth? If this just... makes you not want to smoke cigarettes, yeah. I wouldn't blame you. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they should just air this. Like this. This is a solid advertisement. This is what me... happens when you smoke too many cigarettes. Yeah. And, well. That's I'm... all of them. Okay, how are you going gonna... right, to. So now he's stuffing all these lit cigarettes uh, in and trying to stuff them in his mouth. Oh, God. Well, this guy's a fucking psychopath. This guy's an animal. 
Those so do look like shitty cigarettes, too. He's scoop. He's trying to scoop up 20 lit cigarettes off a plate and stuff them in. Oh, now he's stuffing them. Okay, he is eating them. He is. Just, this makes me feel uncomfortable. This guy is eat, just eating. Oh, he had to light that one because it wasn't lit to eat it. He had to eat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ash. <laughs> Mm-mm. Fire just coming out of his mouth. This, this guy is gonna eat. This guy's gonna vomit. Lit sick? Why? I, I can't. Well, I they're not to, lit I, if you wash them down with water, you fuck. I mean, I'm skipping through, but I can't do it. He's lighting them, he's drinking them, he's smoking them, he's. God, he's got four left. Yeah, damn, hooky. You know? I'm sorry, man. I don't know. I cannot relate to any bit of this. You're a crazy person. Who was this for? Don't forget to give this video a thumbs up. Never in my life will I thumbs up this video, you insane person. I, that's, I mean, that's, I guess, what it was for. You found your answer. So do you like this guy or that guy? Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Swanee. Uh, what you're going to see today is a typical day in my life on the farm, what I do for work and uh, what I do for my workouts. So typically I wake up around 11, 1130, try to get myself like 13, 14 hours of sleep at least. Uh, 12 is my absolute minimum. First thing. This guy is, what? <laughs> this guy is a, uh, um, I think you call them meatheads. Oh. He's a bodybuilder. Yeah, he's a bodybuilder. He gets 12, 13 hours of sleep. He lives on a weed farm and he works out. Uh, do you want to hang out with this guy or the guy that eats cigarettes, Mike? This guy. Hang popping a candidate. Get up, get going. I don't drink coffee. Coffee is just weakness. Okay. I don't put anything weak in my body. Coffee does not happen. No, okay. Get up, get out in the sun as quick as I can. Get some of that vitamin D on my body. Yeah. Super important to get some sun every day. To live in a Winnebago with a deck, a permanent Winnebago. Grab- then I just leave a joint out on the table for myself. Yeah, yeah. All I the got, time. I got a vintage Pepsi machine next to me. Jay, spark it up. Yeah. Breathe deep. Yeah. Give my lungs a little bit of training first thing. Look to the sun, give thanks, and then hit some push-ups. Uh, time for push-ups. Try to hit After about 100 the of these at least. 200 if I'm feeling real good. Uh, 200 push-ups. Doing that lung training the whole time. Okay, cool. I believe it's important to strengthen your lungs just like they're a muscle, any other muscle in your body. Yeah, strengthen After I do my lungs. push-ups, I'm always so fired That's why I'm damaging up. them with uh, smoke. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't, it does seem a little uh, counterproductive and hypocritical. Not going to lie. My girls. So, I sprint. Good sprint, bro. I literally can't get to them fast enough. Okay. Pop into my first creamy. 
Say hi to my babies. This oh. is how I start every day. Oh yeah, guys. Good morning, ladies. Go check. Every plant gets yeah. touched. I think. Every I plant. think he yep. was. I think he was trying to give us a swerve there. Was he not? He was. He was saying like, "Oh, I can't wait to like run see down." See my ladies. See, well, see my ladies. And but then they threw the dogs out. Like we thought it was like he was talking about his dogs or whatever. Not even but, a dog. But that, but nah, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about his ladies he's talking about his female marijuana plants is i believe what he's talking about that's what i think he's doing it's incorporated into my workout as you will see oh now i'm getting in my weed workout I like talking to him it's pretty lonely out here on the hill so they're like my friends yeah this guy about to see me pick up martha right now i'd like to see this guy hang out like instead of us hanging out with either one of them, I'd like to see this guy like hang out with the cigarette. The guy, guy eating cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see what. They I don't did. think he could. He'd be yeah. like, I don't put anything weak in my body. He would eating cigarettes is weak. He would be visibly, visibly, or just like he would be repulsed by him. Like he wouldn't. I don't think he'd be able yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. But also, the cigarette guy would be like, "Fuck you too, you fucking." Like he, Where do you have any cigarettes? I'm yeah. so hungry right now. Is there now. an ashtray around here? I'm fucking starving. Morning, beautiful. So after greeting all my ladies in the morning, I individually give them attention. Oh. Every single plant on my property gets picked up, and I use it to exercise with because I think it's important. I think the plants vibe off what you're doing, and the more you move them around and touch them, the more vigorous nope, they, they don't. become. No, it's There's kind no of like on my farm. Not, not even yeah. my plants are allowed it's not to be really. Weak. It's not really what they say about that. This guy, this guy picks up every potted plant and uh, shakes it around while doing his curls. Hold on, I don't think it's, that's a good thing. I don't think that's a good thing for the plant. I think you need to let some plants. You just, just need chill. To, they just yeah, leave them the fuck alone. Like that's the best thing that you need to do with like. You water them, you look at them, but you don't pick them up and shake them around. Break so up their it, root system that way. It also looks like he tried to make it look like, oh, I get up out of my Winnebago. It looks like you have a fucking, like, double house right right the fuck there. So like, I, feel, I feel like that's, um, that's someone else's property, like, and that he's... They're tending to the plants and lives in the Winnebago. Like, I don't think he owns any Like a of this. fucking loser. Yeah, this guy's probably uh, over-exaggerating what he's doing here. So with this exercise, you're going to see me turning that pinky over at the top, really working the peak of the bicep. You want to turn that pinky in to your body at the very top of the exercise, so squeeze hard. We don't have plants to lift like that, bro. Like if you I don't have give... 500 weed plants yeah, that I gotta yeah. pick up every day. Yeah, I don't gotta do that. Uh, this guy still he picks up a lot of weed plants. He chops a lot of wood. Look at him. Oh, there's this thing. Oh, he's showered. Look at sexy man. He's taking an outdoor shower. Oh, look at me. I dig. I dig. Uh, I I do a lot of wheelbarrowing. Oh, and then when I find the time. Do an extra little bit of a workout here on the Over here on my chair, my yeah. uh, Adirondack chairs. Yeah. And then I, uh, and then, oh, Everybody's check out. good. 
whenever I go into the goat cage, yeah, I go into the I goat like cage. Give him a stare down, remind him who the real goat is. Yeah, yeah. Pump up some iron, remind him the goats who the real goat is. Pump some iron with some goats. Really show dominance over these goats yeah. that I own and keep penned in. Uh, then I stand in front of this dumb shit. Human beings every single day. I spent eight years of my 20s isolated on the mountain with limited contact with humans. Doesn't show. Doesn't show at all. Now I'm very blessed to have these friends and get this interaction every day. They uh, keep me normal and I keep them buff. Yeah, you you're totally have... not like a weird yeah. fucking sociopath yeah. who lived up in the woods alone. Totally normal, like guy that lives in alone and just works out and stuff. And yeah, yeah, totally normal. I haven't let it take over my personality or anything like that. And then I'm just not gonna slightly. go smoke some weed and fucking swim in a river. I guess that's uh, that's what I do. That's what I do. You guys have been great. I really appreciate you putting my story out there for the world so that other people can see what it's like to be a farmer and be in shape. Cool. Good, good story. Good story. Good um, story, also, bro. Um, good story. You know, when he turned that script in originally, it wasn't be a farmer and be in shape. It was, it's good to know that you can follow me being in shape. And they're like, hey, man, that comes off really narcissistic. And yeah, you've already yeah, been yeah, yeah. pretty heavy-handed with that. We might want to pull back on that one a little bit. Yeah, right here at the end, be a little humble, bro. Just yeah. the, uh, the tiniest little bit. If you don't mind. Anyway, that was Clips. Clips! Clips! You know you want them, baby. You know we got them, baby. You know you want them, baby. You know we got them, baby. Clips! You know we got them, baby. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty strong clips, if you ask me. I mean, I, I'd give that an eight point three all day, maybe eight point five. I don't know. I'm, I might go that high. I found a lot of uh, found a lot of good in that clips. I like that clips, uh, Tom. Eight seven. Eight seven high clips rating right there. There's high a lot of gold in there. Really, really, really was. Before we close out this show. For the evening, because we have been going pretty long, I um, I wanted to ask you. Mm -hmm. So you got two options. You can either go on a five-minute trip to space, or you could have any front-row ticket to any show that you want to see alive. Right. You can't go like dead things that are past. But I only get five minutes in. You get five are we talking minutes? like low orbit or full on? You're doing kind of ISS. like Virgin Galactic flight. Wow. Oh, man. Because that's not even real space, dude. I mean, he says it is. Talk to Richard Branson about that one. Oh, talk to the rich guy? Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, Concert. Fuck space. Ain't nothing out there. What am I going to... Oh, That's what I'm nobody saying. gives a fuck. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I understand if I was, like, super rich, but 
I feel like most of these rich people that do like space tourism, I guarantee you they haven't done everything there is to do on Earth. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely haven't seen enough of the planet that I live on before that I'm like, to hell with this dirt I ball. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. But snake charming in space, however, is... Z are you talking about a zero-G snake charm? Zero-G snake charm is exactly what I'm talking about. Like Wait, that... if you have a big enough dick, could it charm its own way out there in oh, space? I think so. I think so. I think it can charm its own way. As long as the music's playing. All right, so fun, interesting idea. We make... What is that music called? What is that music called? Snake charming Snake music. Snake charming music? Is that just what it's called? Yeah. I yeah, feel so, I, why do I feel racist typing that in? I mean, I don't think it's racist because it's the most commonly associated noise when you hear or see snake charming. I mean um, it's been but going I think, on for a while. Snake charm or song. Someone all right, this person did it. This kid. This kid. No charming needed. No, 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 That's all I needed. This snake's fully out of the basket. Yeah. Oh, and so what I say we do is we make a long, like, once the, the hashtag snake charming really catches hold, mm -hmm. we make little crochet, like, dick baskets mm. that when you get hard, your dick just kind of, like, pops out of the basket. Oh, so it goes over first. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it comes through the basket. and like yep. this, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we could even do uh, cock socks where we uh, could could put like different like animals, like we different could snakes, different snakes. Yeah, I mean maybe it's a cobra, maybe it's a black mamba this time. You know, <laughs> oh that's a big one. That's are, a big one. Those are usually yeah, so I heard. So I heard. Uh, anyway, um, let's let's switch to this. Let's switch to this because. It is time that we probably wrap things up, and I um, I know we've been beating dope down, but like dope has been going good, and and it's just the two of us tonight, so we get to play a a two person dope game, sir. You can't play dope with two people. I feel like you can play dope with two people. No, because then it's just me saying, I think this is dope. And then you saying, well, I think this is dope. That's called a discussion, Owen. Yeah, you're right. We can't play dope with two people. That's well, we can theorize what you wanted to play dope about. That's a good point. That's a good point. It, and it, I know we've sort of mentioned it in the past, but I, I, and I'm, I'm very curious because I've been a fan of The Daily Show for quite a long time. Like, I was, a, you know, I was a Jon Stewart fan, obviously. I I liked some Trevor Noah, and I thought he was a weird choice, but now he's stepped down, and now it's in, we're in the conundrum, right? Where we're going through all these different people week to week to week, 
uh, guest hosting, and some are good, you know, some are not so good. Chelsea but Handler was. Chelsea Handler was fantastic. I liked her. I think she was fantastic. Sarah Silverman was good. Uh-huh. Um, I know he only did it for a couple of days, but Louis Black was good. Um, I've had mixed opinion and mixed opinions on certain people that have done it. Uh, and 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 it does just beg the question: if you right now were to nominate somebody to take over that position, that be the potential full-time host of The Daily Show, who would you go with? Huh. It's um, tough. It is tough. It's not an easy, it's not an easy, uh, you know. Well, it's also hard because I'm not super keyed into, like, pop culture anymore. Um, But I will say... um. Because I've always liked a lot of what he did. Um, there's a guy, Hassan Minaj. He's a, an Indian gentleman, um, a younger guy. Uh, but I like the I like a lot of the reporting he does, and I like his uh, I like his little stint on the show. Um, I like I think he would do really well. Yeah. Um, he he's done little uh, bits and pieces for the show before. Um. Once again, I I still would like to say it again. Chelsea Handler could stay and remain doing the show, and I think her wit and her bite comes up and complements what I think we missed a little bit in Trevor Noah. I think she would be great. I think I think that is one of the stronger you know picks that you could have made. Uh, I asked this question to good friend uh, Hugh. And he lives across the street from me. Great guy. Yeah. And he was like, you know, he was struggling with it because it is tough. And he's like, the guy that's um, from Adam Ruins Everything. Adam Conover. Conover. And I was like, I thought about it for a second. And my initial reaction was like, oh, you know, kind of grossed out by it. But. But if you let it stew for a second, because it it hit me well, like right off the bat. Yeah. Let it stew for a second. I think it's good. If I think if he, if it was slightly toned back, he might be able to, to pull that off quite well. And it was I thought it was just a really good a really good choice. Um okay, so you might not be super familiar with him, but over the past month, uh I've been watching there's a it's like a Dungeons and Dragons um themed thing called Dimension 20, but there's a comedian who kind of runs the whole thing. Uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan. He's hilarious, and he's very well-read and very well-spoken. I think he would do excellent for this. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I'd have to check that out. But uh, what about, what about? I mean, I guess he's too old, but man, if he was younger, Paul Rudd would have been great, wouldn't he? I mean, I don't think he's aged out of it specifically. I think he's just... He could probably do to... it. It's just whether he would want to. I mean, he's a fucking marble guy now. He's got he's got obligations and money. He's probably not going to be able to do The Daily Show. But I think he could, I he also, could do The Daily Show. 
my issue with Paul Rudd is you have to kind of cover some very non light, some very heavy topics on the show. And I don't think he would be well suited for talking about those. Ooh, heavy I got things. one. I got one. I got one. Stephen Merchant. Okay. I could go with that. Ty's doppelganger, I'm... Stephen Merchant. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. I feel like he could pull it off. Because you're not gonna uh, get Gervais, uh, right? Like no. you're not gonna get Gervais. Gervais is too but I think you might be able to get Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant daily. I feel like he would be decent. Um, I feel like you if he if he had if we're allowing like younger <laughs> younger versions of people. And uh, and you could have got him. Uh, John Cleese would have done this. Oh my amazingly god! Amazingly well. Can you imagine John Cleese doing the Daily Show? That would if he been... even if he did like a British Daily Show. Oh, fantastic! Like that would be, be oh, it'd be beautiful and silly and silly. Yeah. You know? Well, and I, I, he he would have been a good John. He could have been just as John Stewart was. Yeah. Because that's what I feel like. They tried to update it because, like, okay, we've had old man John Stewart, like crotchety old Jewish John Stewart, there for Let's a decade. Throw the young black guy in there, South American, South African black guy. Let's throw him in there to kind of freshen things up. But yeah, and not that I didn't like it, it just didn't have the same man, punch. Different that show. Stewart it's had. almost a different show. Different show. Yeah. Um. So I I would like to see a return back to some of that like very biting comedy because Trevor Noah, he made a lot of really good points. I feel like, but his comedic delivery on it never really landed all that well for me. Like apparently he does like uh standup shows and he was doing standup before he became the daily show guy. But I just can't see that. Yeah. In my, in my mind, I can't see him. I wouldn't go see his standup. I feel like it's a, a lot of it is demographic. They want to hit this perfect, like they want, if they're doing the daily show again and continuing it, they've got to hit this kind of like, they got to get it this time. Right. Like, yeah. And, and that's why they're doing what they're doing. I thought about you had to, see, you had to see where the demo pans because I don't think it's as young. I think the young watchers, while they may be dedicated, there's so few of there fewer of them. I feel like that's what they it's want. Guys not, it's well, guys they our want age. younger. They want younger viewers, but because they want the next generation of people to keep watching, right? Like they like that's what everything wants. It's like if it's a you know a, a show, you got to keep it moving, but I. I don't that's that show skews over 30. It's got to skew over 30 for sure. And I I think they're going to I this is my personal take on it. I have a theory that when they decide they will fuck it up again and they will pick someone too old. I actually think they're going to go too young that doesn't relate to the core audience and it will Here's who I was thinking. Pete Davidson. I don't think he can be serious enough. I think we'd all roll. I think I think he's I think he's a guy that would take that job. Um, I wouldn't be thrilled with it. 
Like, I don't know. I'd have to see it. But we could buy him, right? We can buy him as... We can buy him in that role. I can. I, I Okay. I think I think they would do that. Here's... uh So, uh, uh somebody I know at work suggested this because we had talked about, like, hey, have you seen some of the people? I think it was right after uh, Silverman had her run. Uh, because I have like a low key crush on Sarah Silverman. I think Silverman. we all do, and uh, I think that's fair, dude. I think dude, that's a hundred percent fair. She is, I think, highly attractive. Always has been in my mind. So cool, and and she's and cool. cool. That's why we think she's, she's attractive. Fucking cool, yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, got nice big tits too. That doesn't hurt. Somebody somebody said they wanted uh, Nick Offerman to do it. And I reject. I rejected that uh, so fast. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't think I like I, that. I don't. I think Nick Offerman was funny in the one role he played. We don't need um, that role in that role. If that makes sense, we don't need. I don't want to see Ron Swanson doing playing John Stewart or like be because I think that role does take a certain amount of prestige and i also think it has like i mean when john stewart was doing it it had journalistic integrity as much as it was a yeah. comedy show it had journalistic integrity and i think you have to uphold that right and that's what makes this particular thing so difficult it's i mean you have I, to find an integrity move person that in, and i'm not at saying least... that nick uh whatever his name or uh Trevor Noah. No. Uh, like uh Oh, Nick Offerman. Offerman, yeah. I'm not saying he's not that guy, but it's just it's too much of just like, yeah, that one note pony. Like you need somebody that can do more. More than that. And I he no, he could totally do it. It would just have to that character would have to evolve, right? Yeah, well, because that's the thing. I don't think they would just let him be Nick Offerman. They'd be like, "Hey, can you kind of, can you kind of Swanson it up a little bit for you, us? Thanks." You a lot. want my, you want my, who I really want? Who do you really want to see do it? Danny McBride. <laughs> it would be that amazing. would be hilarious. It would be um, amazing. There's a Brit again. I, I fell into this British comedy hole a while ago, and I there's still some holdouts for it. Um, but there's a comedian I like, James Acaster. Um, oh, I know. I him. think yeah, I know. He him. would he would knock it down. I could see him doing it. I could see him doing it. Yeah, I mean, what's his fucking name? Ah, oh, he he would never do this show. But I always forget his name. British guy. Kind of effeminate. Um, damn it. <laughs> It'd be so many people. Oh, man. He's he's done talk oh. shows, night shows. Uh, Let me type that Jimmy in. Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr. Oh, Jimmy Carr. He could. Yeah. He's um, never gotten wit. over with a U.S. audience. So it's... it's he He could do a show adjacent... I don't think he could do the Daily Show. He's too much. He's too much he's of a dry. character. Well, he's too dry, but he's too much of a character as well. Yeah, like in the um, in the same way that 
I think Offerman would be, or you've got to really tone that down. Like if you can pull that into the right place, then you found found the person. But you've got to like a lot of the people that we're mentioning too, they're too big. Like we need to go they like, never would. like they never would do it. Like I mean for Christ's okay, sake, you know, I'd love to see Bill Burr fucking host the Daily Show, but he ain't gonna do that because he doesn't need to because he's the biggest comedian yeah. probably in the world. Like, or um, you know, <laughs> close. Oh, to. and you, you know who I'd like to to see do it? Yeah. Um, Jason Sudeikis. I think he would do still on this. still too big. But he's I'd got lasso. To, but yeah, I'd love got... to see him do it. I, I'd love to see him do it, but still too big. Still too big. Oh, okay. Hometown hero. Someone I think would do a great Ross job. Ross McCoy? No, David Jolly. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. We get, no. Ross, that would be the best news show in the fucking world. Put, put Ross and Jolly on as our daily show guys. And I think, yeah. I think we got something there. I think we I got something I there. I would love to see Ross do the daily show. Ross, it, Ross is the host. Ross is the host. Yeah. Come on. Ross would be a... Because he's almost Lewis Black anyway. He's Lewis Black with a ponytail, and or, or he's not. He's non-Jewish Black. Yeah, he's non-Jewish Black. Who also, if he was thirty years younger, would be perfect to host the Daily Show. Lewis Black. Oh, I'm sad that like he was not the original when he was younger. When the Daily Show originally got started, I'm almost surprised they didn't go well i mean he was a correspondent it was on the talk, show. it was talked about and I, I guess there was like even a discussion but he's like i mean dude how old is lewis black like he's way even too then old. he would have been in his 50s that's a daily show like that's a hard fucking gig man like it's a hard gig for someone at our age, let alone Lewis Black at his. Like, yeah, no, 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 fuck that noise, fuck that noise. Okay, real quick, I'll I want to toss one last one out there. Last thing, last or last one out there. Dave Attell. Nah, he's too seedy. <laughs> Dave Attell, I don't think he's. I, I want to see an honest, real, grimy Daily Show. Expose no. some stuff, David Tell. No. Expose some stuff. Andy Richter. Conan <laughs> retires. Andy takes over of the Daily Show. <laughs> it actually right. I somehow I think it could work. Or um, no, oh no, better one, better one, better one. Oh no, I got I dude, this one actually would work real well. Uh Patton Oswald. I would like that. I think Patton Oswald is a Good shout at this. Um, ridiculous shout, but would be a, a favorite of mine. Michael Sarah. No. Yep. No. no, no, no. Great. It all oh, Yeah, uh, maybe we could just uh punch him stop, stop, nah, stop being dickheads, America. Nah, no, 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 no. Fuck it. No, fuck that. No, 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 no. I don't trust you, Sarah. I don't trust Michael Sarah. I think Michael Sarah has it. I think that motherfucker is really evil. I don't trust. I don't trust him at all. I have. I have long not trusted him. Um, I, I don't buy his. I don't buy his fucking act, man. I don't buy it. Oh, you think he's like from uh, This Is the End? 
You think he's that Michael Sarah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the real Michael Sarah that you saw in that movie. And the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, I can believe it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think he probably is a bit of a dick, too, though. Like, I can see him being a bit of a dick. Like, I'm famous. Like, that type of dick. You know? So, real quick, I know Sarah was kind of a, like a joke, but what about uh, Bateman? Who? Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman? Oh, like Arrested Development Jason Bateman. Yeah. Lovely man. I feel like he's a lovely man. Um, I feel like he would never hurt a fly. Uh, I, I don't know. I get the vibe. I just get good vibes. Jason Bateman has, I feel like he's got good vibes. Yeah, but that's why I want to hear him telling me about like how we could all do better. Because I'd, I'd honestly take it from him. Okay. That's my that's my last throw. All right, is it time that we rock and roll out of here? That... Well, I think it might be. It's a three and a half hour show now. It's pretty fucking long. Yeah, we've done too way too long. Ah, uh, that being said, we will. Uh, how do we get go long and we don't even have time? I don't know how that works. We're just too damn good at this. Thing. I guess. Nobody can handle us. And we wake up in the morning and I flick this mic on and then it just excellence. Just that's what it is. We are the excellence. We're snake charming excellence. If you have any ideas for who you'd like to see as the host of the the daily show, let us know in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash oh no radio show. Um, if you're a lady and you want to be the first entrant into the hashtag Snake Charming, oh, uh, we'll start a different. We'll start a different. I think that probably needs its own group, man. I don't know if I need that in uh, this group. So, oh, why well, we gotta start farming them locally? All right. Well, hashtag Snake, snake Charming. Snake Charming. Snake Charming, and go from there. 407-906-6466. You guys, you can leave a voicemail about it there, too. Uh, if you've already been Snake Charming, uh, don't leave us a voicemail. We love you, and get out of here, um, you lovely, lovely degenerates. Patreon.com slash ONRS. Give us money, and we'll give you premium content. We promise. Come on, say the thing and get out of here with me!